This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Thursday, the 3rd of March. Justin, we know that Aussie petrol prices are slowly but surely going up thanks to rising inflation. We, we didn't need something else to hike it further, <laughs> but petrol is already up 17% since the Ukraine conflict started. That really hurts. Mm. Speaking of that conflict, Bitcoin has jumped above 40,000 US dollars for the first time in a little while. Yep. Now, it's no coincidence a spike in demand for crypto happens when the Russian ruble sinks to another record low. Uh, Ah. And most banks aren't able to transfer money right now from Russia either. Interesting, Justin. Three stable stories today. Let's do it. For our first. Optus is accusing its old rival Telstra of slowing down its ability to improve its 5G capabilities. These two are like cats and dogs just fighting, B-Man. <laughs> Tell me more, if you will. <laughs> so some background for you, Justin. We know Telstra is Australia's biggest and most popular telco. And Optus, well, they're the second largest for mobile phones and actually owned by a Singaporean company named Sing. Now, these two have been at each other for decades, <laughs> yeah. but now Optus has written a staunch letter to the ACCC, <laughs> i.e. the competition regulator. And this letter said... Telstra has blocked Optus's push for 5G progress. Here's how 5G works. The government owns the 5G spectrum and licenses it out to companies. Think Telstra, Optus, TPG. But the thing is, Justin, there's limited capacity. Mm. You know, not enough to go around. <laughs> so Optus is claiming that Telstra is using parts of the 5G spectrum without any clear purpose. Some would argue to stop others, ahem, Optus, from using it. In other words, Jazzy Boy, Optus says Telstra has effectively hobbled its $1.5 billion investment on the 5G spectrum. And its access to 2.5 million regional Australians. So what is the key learning here? In the business sense, hobbling occurs when a company deliberately tries to slow down a product or a competitor for the purposes of their own financial gain. Or another company's financial pain. (laughs) And Brett, throughout the history of business, there have been countless examples examples of businesses conducting the age-old art of hobbling. (laughs) Apple hobbled the Google Assistant, its version of Siri, Mm -hmm. by making it a pretty poor user experience on the iPhone. Apple also hobbled its own product when it admitted to reducing performance of older iPhones. But in the competitive world of telecommunications, this is just another example of one telco trying to get ahead of another. Mm -hmm. For our second story, Aussie insurance giant IAG is getting more serious about investing in startups and now it's committed to investing $75 million for its second venture fund. Really fascinating stuff, Mm -hmm. Justin. What is happening here? Even though ING has an ultra standard name, (laughs) it's actually got a pretty interesting history. IAG, or Insurance Australia Group, Mm -hmm. they're the largest general insurance company in Australia and New Zealand. And they underwrite around $12.6 billion worth of premiums per year. Now listen to these names, Justin. NRMA, Mm -hmm. CGU, SGIO, Swan Insurance. Those are some of their brands. And Brett, IAG launched their first startup investment fund back in 2016. And now, my friend, it's time for round two. And this fund is all about two things. One, giving IAG exposure to new technologies. And two, making that sweet, sweet financial return. (laughs) And so far, it's made 33 investments across 18 portfolio companies. So what's the key learning here? Corporate venture capital is when a corporate invests their own company money directly into external startup companies. Basically, it's when a large company takes an equity stake in a small company. And that small company has got to have something that the big kahuna (laughs) wants. We'd be talking some sort of innovative product, mm-hmm. some specialization, yep. or something that's just too risky if it was branded by a large corporate. <laughs> and what does the startup get in return? Generally, it's money to grow the business. But it can also be management guidance, or marketing expertise, or even just credibility. In Australia, IAG is just one of a group of corporate VCs that launched in the 2010s. NAB has its NAB Ventures. Combank has its X15 division. There's Seek Investments. And in July, Justin, even Tennis Australia launched their 
wildcard ventures. <laughs> For our third and final story, Nike has turned off the tap by making online sales completely unavailable in Russia. Let's be honest here, Justin. Nike is pretty much always on it's trend, true. so do tell me more. Okay, many people know Nike is the world's largest supplier of athletic shoes and apparel. Hello, revenue of more than $37 billion US dollars in 2020. But what many people don't know is that Nike was founded back in 1964 under a different name, Blue Ribbon Sports. And now, following all that's going on between Russia and Ukraine, Nike has made purchases on its website and app totally unavailable in Russia. And that's because it can't guarantee delivery of goods to customers in Russia and Ukraine. Sounds like a move that's part logistical mm-hmm. and part political. So what's the key learning here? Nike's move is an example of how companies are using their power and influence to impose sanctions against a country. For large, primarily Western brands, they face a range of different challenges during this conflict. There are logistical challenges. There are challenges with the falling value of the Russian ruble. Yes, there's challenges in getting Russian customers to pay because payment services have been limited <laughs> in Russia. But there are also challenges in knowing how a company should respond in the face of war. And Justin, Nike aren't the only ones taking a stand. Nope. We've got Disney, Warner Bros, Sony Pictures. They've all said they're going to pause theatrical releases of upcoming films in Russia. Wow. And last week, Dell said it suspended sales in Ukraine and Russia. So watch your space, man, because I imagine there are going to be plenty more companies doing the same. Watch it good. Woke up to a very nice surprise this morning, didn't we, Justin? We did. A big, fat, beautiful, verified tick on Instagram. A little win for the Flux fam. If you haven't checked out our Instagram, hit us up at flux.finance. It's verified. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.